Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the Daily Bible Thought, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Robert Zhang. Good morning, everyone, if you've just joined us. We're going to be looking at Luke chapter 2, verses 41 to 51 today. It says, Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they travelled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me? he asked. Didn't you know that I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favour with God and man. Well, today's passage shows us a rare insight into the childhood of Jesus, and it doesn't appear anywhere else in any of the other Gospels. In this story, we find that Jesus, Mary and Joseph, that they are going up to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover. And when the feast is over, they leave to go back to Nazareth. But after travelling back a day, Mary and Joseph, they realise that Jesus is not with them. So we might ask, how could such a thing happen? How could they leave him behind? Well, the way that people would travel at the time was in large groups which would form a caravan. So we'd get the women and the younger children, they would be up at the front of the caravan, while the men and the older boys would be at the back. So it's likely that Mary would have assumed that Jesus was at the back with Joseph, whereas Joseph would have assumed that Jesus was up at the front with Mary. And both could have also thought that he was with one of his friends. However, when they get to the end of their journey that day, they both find that Jesus isn't with either of them. And then this begins a frantic search for Jesus, which we're told takes Mary and Joseph three days. Well, when Mary and Joseph finally find Jesus, they find that he's sitting in the temple with the teachers. And Luke tells us that everyone is amazed with his wisdom and his insight. But we're also told that, in contrast, his parents were astonished. The Greek tells us that they're not amazed like the teachers of the law, but they're astonished in the sense of that they're frustrated and exasperated. How could he have done such a thing? And in fact, Mary rebukes Jesus for putting them through that ordeal 
of anxiety and distress, and she speaks to him with this term, child or son, as in a little boy rather than a young man. And it almost seems as if her reproach of Jesus seems to be almost less concerned for Jesus, if he's doing okay, than for what he has done to them. But Jesus's response to them is, why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? This is more of a sense of, why did you not know exactly where I would be, instead of why did you come back for me? Now, what is this passage teaching us today? Well, these are Jesus's first words found in any gospel. And so we have to ask, why is this incident, out of all the possible other incidents there could have been, why is this one recorded, especially when we hear nothing else about Jesus afterwards until he's an adult? Well, Jesus was the son of Joseph on earth, an earthly carpenter. But it seems that this passage is also showing us that Jesus recognised his true calling as the son of God, rather than simply as the son of his earthly father. Now, when we think of the word son or daughter in today's world, we, we normally think of that in terms of our position in relation to our parents. We don't normally think of it in terms of our father's job or their vocation. So we won't necessarily continue with the same job or even the family business as our parents. Instead, we normally have our own jobs and oftentimes that even forms the basis of our own identity, especially when people often ask us, what do you do as the first thing when they meet us? But in ancient times, people didn't separate sonship from vocation especially the vocation of their father. Whatever their father did would normally be what their son did. So this whole idea of being a son in ancient times, this would form the basis of that son's identity and shape who they were as a person and what they did. And this passage here from the early part of Jesus' life, it shows how Jesus recognised that he was the son of the father and he operated within this identity of the son. So in verse 49, Jesus tells Mary and Joseph, didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? So this phrase, my father's house, in the original Greek, can be translated in a couple of different ways. It can either mean my father's house, as we heard here in this NIV translation that I read, but it can also be translated as I must be about my father's business which is also something that we find in other translations like the King James Version. So this is of application to all of us here today. You see, Jesus' death and his resurrection has allowed us to be with God and to become his adopted sons and daughters. And as such, then, we want to be thinking about how we should be thinking of our identity as sons and daughters. So there's a couple of things from this passage that it teaches us about Jesus' identity as a son. And it applies to all of us. So the first thing is that Jesus says he needed to be in his father's house or in his father's presence. And throughout the gospel, we see many other instances where Jesus retreats to be in the presence of his father. For example, in Luke 5, it says that Jesus would often slip away to the wilderness to pray. And we see many other instances throughout Luke's gospel where Jesus gets up early to pray and to be in the father's presence so it's very important for him that he spends time with the father so what does that mean then 
being with God. What does that mean for us as sons and daughters? Well, being in God's presence is an important part of being a child of God. We all lead very busy lives and it's easy for us to start living away from the presence of God. So we also, like Jesus, we need to withdraw sometimes, as Jesus did, to be in God's presence. So that's the first thing. But the second thing is, as children of God, we also need to be doing the Father's business. So throughout the Gospel of Luke, Jesus is engaged continually in the Father's business. And he's not doing his own agenda or trying to accomplish his own things. In fact, his whole life is wrapped up in the Father's business and he does nothing apart from what the Father tells him or has shown him to do. So if Jesus was constantly engaged in the Father's business, we as children of God, we're also invited to engage in the Father's business. So Jesus' life and his ministry, that should be a guide and an example of the types of things that we should be involved with. So this is the challenge for us today. Are we spending time in God's house or in God's presence? And are we doing the Father's business rather than our own business? What kind of activities are shaping our schedules? And if we're feeling tired generally in life or even tired sometimes from doing the Father's business, are we spending enough time in God's presence to rest? In Psalm 84, it says, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. And we can spend thousands of moments elsewhere, but it's in God's presence that we find rest and we're replenished. And it gives us the strength to do the Father's business. So I'll close in prayer now. Father, thank you for this passage in Luke's Gospel. Help us recognise our identity first and foremost as your children, as your sons and daughters, instead of whatever else we might do in life. Help us to spend time in your house to rest in your presence, especially when our lives are busy and crowded out by many other activities, and help us to prioritise your business above our own. In Jesus' name, Amen. This morning on HTC Daily, we began by reading from Psalm 84 and praying into that. Afterwards, we read from Luke chapter 2, verses 41 to 51. And we prayed on the back of that, that as children of God, that we would spend time in God's house, in his presence, and that we'd also go about doing the Father's business, just as Jesus did. And we also prayed to the breakfast club happening this morning, the Alpha course tonight, and also the leadership conference. And we also prayed for a meeting for Revitalise 250 also happening today. So we commit all of these things in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to HTC Daily and have a great day.